and we're back so as i was saying as i was saying we we um he comes to me and tells me you know you need to move out right now you're supposed to go out right now so i'm there i'm seated uh i'm thinking so this is what i did because i was not sure about it i was still naive to, yeah. for lack of a better to a certain extent so i i went home and i told my my parents i told them i i didn't decide on it i just told them you that told them, uh, okay. i'm thinking yeah. of moving out and like i told you i am not in a position where i have a job i'm not in a position where i'm going to school or something i'm just yeah i'm just chilly you know what i'm yeah. saying i'm i'm just chilly and so they're wondering so you're moving out to where exactly where where are you going and the naivety in me is like well um i know that when i walk out the lord will show no, me where to go <laughs> <laughs> you know and i think it is because you see the way we've been taught to understand the bible is that we put ourselves in these people's shoes but sometimes it is not always that that idea i am not david i am not job mm. you know i did not go through these tribulations because i can i can like i can trip on a stone or something and then i decide well that is my tribulation but really it isn't Mm. It isn't a tribulation really it's just I tripped on a stone <laughs> you know <laughs> I just tripped on a I think stone the world's ending and that is what, yeah that is why I'm saying from my end we are so used to banking on other people's words but I feel like for you to discover for you to understand what your purpose is you need to have the, like um a three step verification process like you said I I just came up with that right now a I three like step three step verification step, process that sounds know. very IT yeah <laughs> three step verification process yeah. <laughs> yeah a three step verification process where you have the individual so you design if this is the word that is coming from them you take it of course you don't need to accept it but just take it in this mm. is what they're saying mm. and then it comes to you the next point it's to you do you actually feel at peace with this discussion do you feel like this is something that you know you can be able to consider and then the the last process which is the overall the deciding moment mm. is when it is confirmed from god because i know from god then there is another there is another direction where he can be able you can be able to communicate with him and tell him you know if this is something i'm supposed to be doing if this is something that i need to consider you can be able to confirm it to me mm. you know and he'll be able to do the same yeah. either through his word or through signs or whatever and that's what yeah. i love about it because i'm sorry for cutting you off because when you asked me like okay at the start you asked me how did i come into my purpose yeah i needed to learn those principles because if you don't understand those principles you're you're going to go around the mountain mm-hmm. you're going to go in the in the wilderness like 40 years yeah. right because you don't understand how to confirm how to properly navigate people telling you what to do or you hearing from god what to do yeah but when you get to a point where you can say okay i know how to use my three step verification process yeah that's when you can start to actually ch- take the shorter route yeah because now you have it safeguarded mm-hmm. you have a secure um word from god that can tell you this is what needs to happen yeah. because you're actually confirming it two or three times and also the right thing to do mm-hmm. here here's something i find at least in the western world christians we struggle with right yeah because the social dynamic r- right now the society dynamic is uh god is out and secularism is in mm-hmm. right um a lot of perverse things are in yeah and uh, a lot of traditional think beliefs are out yeah and because christians now if you're a god-fearing christian you're probably the, you're not even probably you are the minority yeah that's you're true. very you are very much the remnant god wasn't joking he meant remnant when you are in his will you're probably the remnant yeah and 
to take a step of faith and to walk out is can be so scary that instead we just compromise and we conform and we don't try to at all. Yeah. But I think that's where the 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 issue can happen as well because you need to be willing to make a mistake mm-hmm. so you can learn how to do it properly. I didn't get to the point of understanding how to confirm God's words in my life without me doing plenty of blunders. Yeah. I have plenty of stupid, yeah. foolish <laughs> steps I was taking yeah. before I finally learned how to do my own three-step verification. Yeah, that's true. And uh, yeah, I, I actually agree there. I think mistakes are a very good teacher, naturally. I, I think they teach us a do lot. Do you have any uh, any mistakes that you feel we worth sharing? I, 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 mean, I mean, look at us right now. You you do realize that this is possible because of the mistake we did a few days ago. Like, because right? of the mistake we made. <laughs> Yeah, I think okay. <laughs> let me let me I want to share something because I feel like someone who's listening may feel like they might get joy out of seeing my my uh my mistakes. Yeah. Right? So when I was <laughs> when I was very young Christian, mm-hmm. um I was the kind of person that if I had a dream, I'm like, oh it's God. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll just run, right? Yeah. And I didn't know how to like interpret or anything or how to pray and be patient to get, mm-hmm. to get confirmation from God. I just I just heard it and I ran. Yeah. Stupid, but I did it. Yeah. And I thought God was telling me go tell this person to uh, come to church. Mm-hmm. So I went, I went the next day, mm-hmm. messaged the person, God loves you, come to church. They, they left me on scene, never spoke <laughs> to me again. They just completely, <laughs> they just completely like this guy, this freak, yeah. why is this madman coming and talking to, talking to me? But I, <laughs> they left me on here. Yeah. They were gone. Yeah. And then I yeah. felt embarrassed and I felt disappointed mm-hmm. because I felt like, man, can I really hear God? Is that really God? Maybe I'm an idiot. Yeah. But yeah. I, I at least said to myself, okay, let me recalibrate mm-hmm. and learn how to navigate in the future because that's going to happen to you. Yeah. It may not be my story, but it'll yeah. be your own kind of story of you stepped out of bounds mm-hmm. and are you willing to try to play the game again. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I agree there because uh, a funny thing is I've also made mistakes in my life and stupid mistakes in my life where I was like, what was I thinking? What was I thinking? I remember Every a time. Every once in a while you think about it. You're like, yeah, and oh. I was like, man, that 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 could have been a life-changing moment for me. Like right now, I wouldn't be here. There was a time I ran away from home, actually, from at a point in my life. <laughs> I ran away from home. Up. And... Listen, the the worst thing is not that I ran away. The worst thing is why I ran away. Because <laughs> at that point, at that point, I'm an adolescent teenager and my my emotions are all over the place. I feel like I am I am like I told you, because you see, this this way I'm able now to tie it to the papas, my papas, because like I told you, I, I am this person that is that cannot be confined. I, I know that I cannot be confined. And mm. At that point, I felt like, you know, I'm not being being used to my utmost potential, you know? <laughs> I, <laughs> I felt like... See, I, I felt like see your mind ticking. Yeah, I felt like the I'm world... I'm bigger than this. Yes, yes, exactly. I'm bigger than this. I feel like the world is so huge and I feel like I need to see it all. I need to be there for it. And I just woke up one day and there was a friend of mine uh, back then. I was still in, in primary school and I... I have a conversation with him and he's like, yeah, we can, we can disappear. And I was like, cool, 
let's let's do this so the next day he comes by and then we just start going this is the stupid thing i was not going anywhere specifically i i didn't even know where i was going i was just like i need to go see the world with zero cash in my pocket so i walk out and we walked man and from our end here it's you know, I was literally a kid. I cannot even I cannot even board a bus to any place without you know the consent of somebody being there or something. So I bought. I decided yeah. to walk. So we we walked literally. We walked for kilometers and kilometers and kilometers. Man, those were so many miles. I can't even remember how I did that. Long story short, the next day I was back home. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> the drama that unfolded in between that time and the next day when I was home, I think that is a story for another day. I think right now, because for the interest of time, I think we need to go to this second story, of which I think there's some flesh there that we can be able to dig out, simply because it actually relates to you mostly a bit. So there's this uh, NFL player from Kenya. Uh, he's in Kenya. He used to, because in Kenya we don't have NFL. We we don't have American football. We have rugby, and he was a really good rugby player from Kenya. And he, at one time he actually even played for South Africa. But he went on to become the first NFL player in the US from Kenya, and that was a yeah, huge okay. deal. But recently he turned to drugs, and that destroyed his life. But right now he's homeless in the US. Right now, he's an addict and he's homeless in the U.S. His name is Danny Ladongo. And that, that story has been making headlines here in Kenya. But I think just looking at your story uh, of how you struggled with drug abuse seven years ago and now tying it to this specific story that is happening right now, I mean, I think you're in a better position to actually engage with us. I feel like the same way we have pointers that guide us towards the purpose that we are supposed to follow through. Yeah. There are also things that come in between that are, you know, that are able to deter us because I feel like when we are heading towards the purpose, because we are built for it, like mm. we said last time, we are built for this specific thing. And when we start heading towards that, that way, in as much as it might be a long road and a hard one, it's mm. sort of easy to maneuver through because we are built for it you know yeah but also the the downside that that comes with that is that because you're built for it you feel like you know this is what you're born to do so you don't put that much effort to actually get there and when you get there you don't you because you didn't struggle as much to get there you don't value the process so yeah. that ends up you not valuing the space that you're in at that moment mm. i mean what, what what do you think about this so you said a lot of interesting things. Um, firstly, in regards to uh, going through drug abuse at a younger age, and then also about uh, you know, I guess it's kind of like talent versus hard work. If that was the also the other point you're making yeah. about if you're not when you are talented or built for something, you don't value it as much. So you don't put in the work to get there, and then you might lose it. I think if you look at anyone who's the best at what they do they like okay i would say always they are talented and they work extremely hard yeah there's plenty of people who can make it to top tier who are talented and they don't work hard and there's plenty of people who make it to top tier who are who work hard but they're not that talented yeah. right but the ones who are the absolute best like let's say like michael jordan kobe bryant lebron james for basketball because i'm a basketball player so that's those are the examples i use they've always been hard workers and they've always been extra talented. It's like they have both. And if you don't have both, 
um, and you want to be the best, then that's something that's probably not going to happen. Like you need to be able to put in the work while you also have that talent. Yeah. In in regards to you know my my past experience, well, let me. I want to make sure that I'm, I'm answering your question. So, what what exactly did you want to know about my past experience, or what exactly did you want to hear from me? That that way, I want to make sure I'm answering it properly for you and for your yeah, audience. Yeah. My, my my question was, you know, we like I'm I'm looking at his story. And I'm asking about that process when you're, you know, when you're getting from struggling to get to the purpose and then you get to it. And then for some reason, something comes in between, like for him, it was drugs. And for you, the drugs okay. came before you actually, you know, got to your purpose. For him, it's drugs. I th- are there things that when we reach to this po- space that we've always wanted to be, when we reach to this space, are there things that can actually be able to take us away from this space as well? Oh, hundred percent hundred percent i don't think nothing's promised mm-hmm. there's plenty of um horror stories of those those uh you know the the falls the falls of being at a higher place and then something happens that 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 you you fall into that pit and some people are able to recover from that some people can't so yeah one thing that i learned was how seriously i need to take researching and being aware of what i'm putting around me because when I started using drugs, I was around 15 years old in high school, probably like year 10. Yeah. And I jumped into it because my friends were also doing it and I wanted to fit in. So I started partaking in it. Uh-huh. During that moment, I was a basketball player and I was wanting to try to pursue that professionally. But just that one turn yeah. into drugs instead. Yeah. One, I stopped training as much. Uh-huh. I stopped putting in the work I used to, I used to want to put in. I, I wasn't as good as I, as I could have been. And by the time I finished high school, I had actually suffered a mental breakdown as well. So there's, there's definitely things that can that can pull you down along the way. So is is I think to, for me the lesson was taking taking the things you put in your life seriously because you can't assume that you're untouchable. Yeah, you're not untouchable. Yeah, yeah. I, I many f- examples that show that you're not untouchable. Yeah, I felt like that was really important to mention because, you know, we have been talking about how to get to your purpose, but we did not discuss about how to, you know, you can be able to stay there and to make sure that you are able to actually perform to your maximum capability. And I felt like that was a very important thing to mention so that we don't, you know, we can be able to give the directions, but then we don't give uh, the process of how to stay in the destination that you get to. And I felt that 100%. that that was very important because you know it's good to mention that you are you are not entitled to anything. You're not promised to anything. You need to work for it. At the end of the day, you need to work for each and everything because mm. you, you know sometimes uh, people. I think before I came to this space, I used to think that you know some of these people are famous, so they are having everything handed to them. You know they are able to just sit back and everything is done for them. But then you you realize when you get to that field, you look at the amount of work that is put into it, and you're like, man, mm. I thought I thought that when you got here, this was it. You didn't have to work for the rest of your life, but you realize, yeah, you you always have to work. In fact, that is yeah. the only way to survive. You know. To survive and sustain it, you need to keep putting in the work. You may, like, even people who are, say, handed out um, things on a silver platter, right? Yeah. They have the silver pla- silver platter because their parent or someone before them put in extra hard work to then give them the silver platter. Now, when yeah. you have the silver platter in your hand, you have two choices. Either you continue in the same um, spirit that your predecessors were and work hard yeah. and 
do what you need to do, or you take it easy. If you take it easy, you may have it for a while, but you will lose it eventually. You will lose it eventually. That's That can't be stopped. I think one thing that I thought would help people in being able to sustain when they get to the top is you need to admit, you need to, to know yourself better than anyone else. You need yeah. to understand who you are, your strengths and your weaknesses. Because for me, what my downfalls and my rock bottoms taught me was one, I was addicted to people's validation. Yeah. I was addicted to feeling good to, you know, certain drugs and whatnot. And I was allowing those things to run my life. Yeah. Until I hit rock bottom, I wouldn't I wouldn't wouldn't have learned that I can actually survive without those things and have a better life without it. So when you are going through that trial, you need to be able to see what what are you learning? Always ask yourself, what am I learning from this process? What am I learning at least in this season? Yeah, I agree. That That is some really powerful points there. So uh, that is why I felt like it was important for people to know that, you know, some of these things, it's not just the work that you put in as you start. It's the work that you keep on putting in. And as you move forward, the work keeps getting heavier on you whether you know you like it or not the the work mm. needs to be put in because the the um the quality with which you start with let's f- say for example when when i started recording the podcast or recording the uh the the different covers that i do and the music that i did people do not expect and even myself i don't expect to be performing the same way i was performing like you know some few uh, some few some few uh you know weeks ago I expect myself to be at a better space and at a yeah. you know at a broader space in terms when it comes to you know recording and quality and whatnot. So the work that is to be put in is 100%. very important even when you get to the position where you wanted to be. And I think uh, for the last question for you, I'd ask is uh, I I know this conversation like uh, just as we said last time, and I think. Uh, this has taken a different turn from what we expected. This this has totally taken a different turn, and I love oh, how yeah. it is going right now. But uh, just for your for your final thoughts on this, I think I'd like to know um, during this situation right now that we are in in the pandemic. Mm. You know, people have lost hope. People have lost, you know, the 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 desire to see tomorrow. But I feel like the one thing that is keeping most people sane, even myself, is the idea that I know what I'm supposed to do. That even after this period is over, I know that time will still come. There's still that time that will come that I need to do what I ought to do or what I need to do. So yeah. I don't know what you'd say for you to be able to encourage somebody who is in a position where they feel like, this is the end point for them. They they feel like what they desire to do or what they needed to achieve, uh, it cannot happen right now because I mean, uh, we are at a position where you can do do anything. Mm, mm. There's there's three things. There's three takeaways that I would want anyone that feels like they have no hope right now to be able to grab onto, to recreate that hope, because ultimately that's what you want to do in a situation like this you want to find a way to recreate the hope that has been lost, right? Firstly, you need to create a vision for yourself. If you don't have a vision, then there's nothing for you to hope for, Yeah. right? You need to have a, a hope that there's something that is better, something that is worth it, something that has meaning that you can attach yourself to and attach your hope to. So what, what that thing will be for you will shift and will be different from every person. Not everyone will be motivated by the same thing. For me, it might just be the hope of, you know, spending time with family and friends and, 
you know, enjoying uh, like a, a lunch. That might be, it might be small, simple, but that might be something that I'm hopeful for. For someone else, might, they might be hopeful that they can, you know, create a business that can actually go and teach people and learn from the mistakes that they've, they've suffered from this current season. It can be anything that's, that's powerful to you, but you need to find something that you feel is a powerful enough that will motivate you to hope yeah. and have, uh, have faith again that it's worth going on. Yeah. The second thing I feel like you would need to hold on, you would need to grab if you are in a place of no hope is looking back on your journey and seeing when you've been in positions like this before that you've overcome. One of the only reasons we, we ever have faith or certainty is because we've experienced something before, we've overcame it before. Therefore, when we see it again in the future, we then believe we can overcome it again. Yeah. The older you are, the more times you've gone through trials and tribulations. And if you look back on those times where you've actually overcame situations that have been grim and have been, you know, gloom and doom, mm-hmm. then that can help recreate the belief and the faith that you can do it again. If you've done it in the past, you can do it again. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And the third thing I would say is you need to remember to yourself, this is not forever. Nothing's mm-hmm. forever. Yeah. What has ever been forever? Something has a season. Yeah. There's a season for, for, for weeping and there's a season for joy. This yeah. will not last forever and you have the power to hold out and to endure until you get past this season. Yeah. So those are the three things I feel like I would say for anyone who's not who's lost that hope yeah. that they can begin to yeah. recreate that hope. Yeah. Grab a vision of something that is powerful enough to make you say, you know what, I want to stay here. I want to keep going for, right? Mm-hmm. Look back at times you've overcame before yeah and three remember it's not forever yeah right? if you can grab those three things that might be enough to to recreate the hope that you need to keep going in the season you're in yeah and i personally say i usually say that you know uh, the the fact that you are still here um it means that there's something for you. There's something that you need to do. There's something that is waiting for you. I usually say that to anybody because uh, personally, I, I know at a point um, of which I know this is a story for another day, at a point where I was suicidal a couple of times and even the one time or the two times that I tried it, I woke up the next day and I was so devastated that it didn't happen. But at the same time, I was asking myself the question if, if this life wasn't for me, then I wouldn't have come back. But it looks like there's something that is still waiting out there for me. Mm. So I, I, at a point I was like, you know what? I, I can, I don't know what is waiting for me, but the fact that I can still wake up tomorrow morning and be able to breathe and be able to walk about, live the whole day and then go back to bed or whatever it is that I'm going through. I feel like if I do that, it means that there's still something out there for me. If I'm still mm. seeing the light of day, there's still something out there for me. And I think that is some something that I can be able to encourage somebody with. The fact that you're still here, the fact that you are still doing this thing called life, it means that there's something out there for you. So, um, Amen to that. Yeah. Jason, I, I don't know, man. I don't know what to say. I am so grateful that we were able to have this conversation and to discuss these matters, you know, in this depth. Um we literally have only discussed the first question on the prospective questions that <laughs> we had. I mean? so. <laughs> it, so many gems and jewels come out. And I, yeah. to be honest, like one of the things that keep coming back to my mind is, you know, having that three-step verification process yeah. for when that, you are that, trying to, you know. That, that was powerful, man. You, 
That was powerful. Yeah. You're going to have people tell you this is what you should do. And if you don't know how to navigate that, then, you know, that can be that can be a painful process. So that might be someone might be hearing this and saying, you know what? Okay, what's my three step verification process that I can apply? Yeah. And that might be the the difference between them, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> listening yeah. to the pastor or, you know, listening to what God's telling them to do. So Yeah, that's true. So thank you so much. I know this conversation is not over and I know that maybe we'll have questions that we can be able to come and jump back right on. Um, I'm sure even even if it means just to, you know, jump in for like 10 minutes or so on the maybe on the next or the f- next few episodes so just that we can be able to answer a few questions. I know we can be able to yeah. do that. So if you're listening to this and you have a question for the guest today, please make sure that you, you know, you jump in and you just ask the question. You can be able to find his works on YouTube and on Instagram. Those are the two main channels that I, I get to interact with this content. Uh, Coach Badu. Coach Badu, you'll be able to find it on Instagram, on YouTube, LinkedIn. You can be able to get it at Jason Badu and you'll be able to find all the content that he creates and you'll be able to interact with him as well. The beauty of this is that we are in different parts of the world and it is just powerful, the idea that we can actually be able to connect in this way and in this form in itself. It is just beautiful. So thank you so much thank you so much and i just hope that you also got something from this the same way that I've, i got something i got a lot from this and uh, we see where this goes if there's need for an extended conversation on the same i know we'll be able to do it yeah i don't think that's an if i think that that's a when i think there is a need for an extended conversation yeah. you said we went through <laughs> that was question one we only got to question one yeah and you had like how yeah many? that's so, true <laughs> this these yeah podcasts to me I, I love i love listening to podcasts and i love doing them because uh, i love having conversations like this so it's just so it's it's a powerful experience thank you so much um and see you next time i know you're one of the guests that i can comfortably say that i'll see you soon right you'll see me again <laughs> soon take care everyone <laughs>Look at that you made it to the end if that isn't love then it's a lot of love if you enjoyed this episode some feedback a like or even a share would be great god bless you and let's talk again next week